Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 47 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, COVID safety guidelines for retailers during the holiday season. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Well, my intention for this episode is partly to recap what we can be doing to protect our customers and ourselves from COVID during the holiday season. I know that everyone has different opinions about COVID. I'm not naive to this, nor am I here for a political conversation. But for those of you that are in hotspot areas and or feel that this is important to you and your businesses, I think it's important to share some helpful guidelines. And that's why I'm here today. Now, most of us have been dealing with this since March. So a lot of these things are in place. But sometimes it's good to share what I see other people doing or share something that maybe you haven't heard about. So I'm just going to recap them in this episode. And again, I just think it's important. First, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. I received a five-star review for the podcast from Jen, and she owns not one or two stores, but she owns three brick-and-mortar businesses with her mom. And they're Paper Lux, The Crest Home, and Curious Bear Toys. So she has like a stationary gift shop, a home decor store, and a kid's toy store. That's a lot to carry. She's a mom, she's a wife, she has kids, and she's running these three businesses. So I often think for the the person that owns the one brick and mortar store, and we can barely figure that out, kudos to her for having three. But I love that she titled her review. It said, best podcast for small brick and mortar shopkeepers. And this is what Jen said. I've been a small shopkeeper for over eight years, and I would have killed for a podcast and business mentor like Kathy in those early years. But even now, as a seasoned retailer, I find such useful information and inspiration in each episode. You can tell Kathy puts so much thought and research into each topic. They are clear, concise, and packed full of real business info that you can immediately put to use. I've recommended this podcast to all my shopkeeper friends. Her Facebook community and mentoring options are also top-notch and highly recommended if you want to join a safe and positive group of like-minded shopkeepers. Thank you so much, Kathy, for all you do for our community. So I just want to say thank you, Jen. All of that meant a ton to me. Actually, anytime anyone leaves me a review and kind words and appreciates what I do through the podcast, it means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you for the fantastic review. Thank you for being a member of Master Shopkeepers and thank you for being so helpful. Jen is, you know, one person who will genuinely answer questions, help other shopkeepers in the groups. And I, I really, really appreciate that. Okay, moving on to this episode. Safety and health concerns for the upcoming holiday shopping season is on the minds of many customers. If you're taking measures to keep yourself and your customers safe, those customers will truly support your efforts and they'll come back to shop with you, especially the ones that are worried about COVID. Here are some guidelines to keep everyone safe while they shop at your location. All right, kind of, so I have this kind of like broken down by different areas of your store. So at the front entrance, 
You can have a message on your window or your door regarding the proper use of masks at all times or whatever it is that your rule might be, your occupancy limit, and a friendly reminder to practice social distancing in your store. You can have a box of disposable masks available for customers in case they want to shop, but they forgot theirs at home. And personally, that's what my sister and I have. As soon as you come into our store, there's a little table with a bottle of hand sanitizer and a cute little metal basket that we have of disposable masks. And the disposable masks actually came from a local program. And we were able to just drive up and get this whole box of supplies. Um, That was in Cuyahoga County in Ohio. And I thought that was great. And we're using everything they've given us. The next thing you can do if you're able to, you can prop your door open so customers don't need to touch the handle to walk in and out. Now, already in Cleveland, Ohio, it's chilly here. So this isn't realistic for us. But if you're in a nice climate, that could be an option. You can also have hand sanitizer, like I mentioned, readily available by the entryway so that they can use it as they either come in or walk out your store. And if you have anything like hand wipes or paper towels, just make sure that you have a garbage can there so they can throw that away. Another option at your entry exit door is you can actually walk your customer out and open the door for them. And then you can go wash your hands. I do this, um, especially with with the young moms or the moms who are carrying the baby carriers or have a stroller or if they're walking out with a lot of items in their hand. And even if they're not, if I have the opportunity and there's no one else in the store, I'm happy to walk them out. I think it's excellent customer service. I can still engage with them. I can take my time saying thank you to them. It's a nice gesture. Um, So that's an option too. The second one, and I, I thought this was important, was body language. So with masks obscuring our mouths, you may have to make a little bit of an effort, more of an effort to greet your customers. Make sure you wave at them because they may not hear what you're saying, especially if you're playing music in the background. You know, you might have to be a little more animated or make sure that you smile with your eyes so that people can see that you're friendly and engaging and, you know, you want to you want them to feel welcome. The next one is to keep your hands to yourself. No handshaking or hugging. And my sister and I, we're huge huggers. So that it's awkward or it feels awkward, even though it isn't awkward, it feels awkward and you don't know what else to do, but you can do like air high fives or air hugs, especially to those loyal customers who come in all the time that you might normally be hugging. Okay, so the next area in your store is your cash wrap area. You want to make sure that you're properly disinfecting your counters, pin pads, touch screens, pens, anything a customer might be using. Disinfect, definitely disinfect your personal phones because you handle them so much. The scanners, a point of sale system, stapler, drawers. I know it's a lot, but keep a small box or a basket at your cash wrap with those daily cleaning supplies. It could be wipes. It could be a spray bottle. If possible, have disposable gloves available for employees or customers and remind them to properly dispose of them. You know, you're going to want to have a garbage can if you're giving them something like that. And I'll talk about a situation where disposable gloves might be helpful. If your point of sale system is available to send e-receipts for the transaction, offer it. If it can track emails, that's a huge bonus for shopkeepers because you want to be able to build your email list. So this could be a really good opportunity to get that email list growing. 
Personally, at my store, we turned our the signatures off for all transactions in our store. So our customers aren't signing the iPad. We use Square. They're not signing anything. Um, I actually hold the card, the credit card reader up. They insert the chip. And then I tell them right after the beep, they can take the card back. So we don't touch their card. They don't touch the screen. It's really as hands off as possible. So inside of the store, if your space is large, you can have reminders posted around the space to social distance. You can mark your floor with blue painter's tape or something similar every six feet or in areas that you know people can be spaced out just to kind of give them a guide. That actually helps me every time I go into a small business or into the coffee shop across the street from us. I, even though it seems like common sense and you probably know what six feet is, <laughs> I'm the kind of person that like I will stand at that line or that tape or that marker when I see it. And then the other thing is you'll want to seal up any testers you may have or you want to make individual testers so people can take it with them or throw it away. You just want to take extra care with those testers. You're either going to want to clean them after a customer uses them every time, and that might be too much, or you might might want to rethink how you distribute the testers. And then have a sign by the testers. This could be helpful too. Have a sign by the testers that say, ask for assistance before you start using the testers. And I get it. Not everyone reads the signs, but you want to be as proactive as possible. The new sponsor for this podcast is the Shopkeepers Academy. Tell me if you can relate to this as a shopkeeper. You crave sisterhood from other retail shop owners going through the same thing. You desperately search online for tools or education that will help you get ahead as a business owner, but Google is exhausting because you're busy running a business. And when you do find resources online, it isn't tailored to your type of business, an independent retail store. You need the guidance of lessons and information that empower you to keep your business afloat, or better yet, thriving in this stressful world. That's where the Shopkeepers Academy comes in. The Shopkeepers Academy is an online platform that was built specifically for independent retail business owners. It's a one-stop shop to sign up for education and community. Whether you wanna grab an affordable ebook like a nine-page shipping guide, or get access to a comprehensive list of lessons by subscribing to the Shopkeepers Learning Lab, or if you want to join Master Shopkeepers, and that's a paid mastermind group of brick-and-mortar store owners, you'll know that every option in the Academy was designed for you, the independent retail business owner. I want to help all brick-and-mortar retailers work less and profit more. Is this what you want too? Visit shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. The next area in your store is the back room area, and you're you're going to want to regularly disinfect this too. Any tables, computers, door handles, light switches, workstations, you know, this might be something you've already, maybe you've already done it, but this might be something that you add to your opening and closing checklist. You might want to add these things just to ensure that if you're not there, that your employees are doing the right things to keep everything safe and clean. Um, The next one I have is signage. There's so much you can do with signage, both outside of your store and in the store. If you have directions or guidelines of your own that are important for your customers to understand, then make those signs or have someone make the signs for you if you're particular about your branding and the aesthetic in your store. 
I personally design ours on Canva, and I use the the plastic white stand picture frame from Ikea. I put I print them so that they look nice, they have a nice font, and then I slide them in those picture frames. And it's nice because I can change them, I can move them around the store, just depending on the needs of, of our customers and what's going on in the store. Again, I completely understand because right now you're thinking, all shopkeepers think this is, no one reads the signs, but sometimes they do. And I'm guilty of it myself when I go into a store. I sometimes ask the 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 store owner or the person taking care of me a question and the sign is literally right in front of my face. So I get it. But I really do genuinely feel that signage helps. So take advantage of this. Okay, the next thing is if you know um, or if you find out an employee's sick or they feel sick or they're showing symptoms, anything related to that or you yourself. So you want to make sure that you're following whatever guidelines it is. And I don't know if it's the FDA or who it is. Just make sure that you're following the guidelines for when something like this happens. It could be in your state. It could be federal, whatever it is. Make sure that you're doing the research as a business owner to know what it is that you're supposed to be doing with yourself or with that employee. Have a policy or protocol written down for your staff or for yourself if this happens. Don't try to figure out once you find out someone's sick. You want to have that in place now. Another suggestion is you can have teams or pods of employees working. At my store, I don't have a team of people. It's me and my sister. So what we did from the beginning once we were quarantined, we made sure that we don't work in the store together. And it's still that way. So here we are, October, almost November. My sister and I have not been in the store at the same time, with the exception of one Facebook Live sale. That's the only time we've been in the store together. So she works certain days. I work certain days. We clean in between and we keep each other notified. That's the plan, at least, if one of us gets sick or starts to feel like we're sick. If you want to be extra safe, You can self-check your temperature or the temperature of team members before the workday begins every day. Again, completely up to you. The next one is in-store events. This is really challenging for, for this time of year, for Q4. There are so many of us who host multiple events in our stores during the holiday season, so I completely understand the frustration. But it is what it is. So here are some suggestions for in-store events. Some people are just not hosting them at all. And right now, we don't have any on our agenda. We are participating in a big winter market, and we'll do everything we need to do to be safe there and to keep everyone else safe that shops in our booth. But that's about it. But what you can do is you can make it a ticketed event so that you can control the number of people in your space. The market that we're going to be participating in, it's huge. And probably thousands of people go through in that two-day period, and they're going to make sure that they manage the number of people in the space by making it ticketed this year. If you host a one-day open house, and again, most of us do, I'm seeing a lot of shopkeepers turning that into a full-week open house. That way, your customers don't feel that they have to appear to get your promotion or get whatever deal or fun thing that you're doing in that single day, and it's going to space them out throughout the week. So instead of doing a one-day open house, do a full week open house. And I'm not hearing from other shopkeepers that this isn't effective. Um, It still seems to be working. People still seem to enjoy it. 
And then the other thing you can do is you can get creative with hosting events online instead. People do love to shop from the comfort of their home. Don't forget that. So maybe it's a Facebook Live. Maybe you're signing up for Comment Soul to do that. Maybe you're coming up with your own creative idea. You can even market through, you know, a promotion through your email marketing. So just get creative with it and try to do things online if you don't want a lot of people in your store or if maybe you can't have a lot of people in your store. So one last thing that I want to mention is my virtual assistant, she found an article by the CDC that has some helpful visual graphics that you might like to share on social media. And it's regarding masks, how to properly wear a mask. Uh, Lots of helpful graphics in this article, so we'll be sure to link it in the show notes. And shout out to Jacelyn, my virtual assistant, who's been fantastic, and she helped me source the information for this podcast episode and found this helpful article with the graphics. I really, really appreciate it. She's been fantastic, and I want to make sure that I mentioned her in this episode. So I think that's it. If you have any other ideas or tips or suggestions, I would love to know, and we would be happy to add them to the show notes. So if you have any questions, you want to see links to the articles that I mentioned, you can visit the show notes at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 47. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 47. And if you have something that you want me to add to this list, it could really be helpful to other shopkeepers. Please DM me on Instagram. My username on there is Savvy Shopkeeper, S-A-V-V-Y, two V's like Victor, at Savvy Shopkeeper. I'd love to hear it. Jacelyn will be happy to add your tips to this blog post for the show notes. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.